0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: So my car now thinks it's a normal GT3 because a normal GT3 has a fixed wing. So when you start my car, it's got a wing logo on it. So it's, a, it's, a, it's very confused. It's schizophrenic, my car, bless it.
3: Every time you see one, whether it be a new looking one or an old one or a rusty one, it just brings joy to your face because those big eyes. Because
1: I want the gear stick from it, including the six gate, to actually be the flush.
4: Well, and would oh. that be
3: for different
4: levels of flush? Would sort exactly. of first gear so be. Gate six.
1: one for a week, and obviously gate two. You put it in the second gear but.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Collecting Addicts podcast with Neil Clifford, Edward Lovett, Chris Cooper and Manish Pandy. Straight to business. Apple CarPlay. There's a man here who needs to get something off his chest. It's a significant chest because it's a significant man. He's called Neil Clifford. Neil Clifford, show us your tits. Sorry, I mean, tell us about Apple CarPlay. <coughs>
3: Well, when this when this when this thing became thing public, when was it? Three or four years ago? CarPlay? Much older. Than that. I think it was
1: twenty seventeen. Actually, much wasn't longer that? than that.
3: Well, that's five years ago, isn't it? Or six? Anyway, I thought it was the most magical invention because you could get your Spotify in your car. This Waze thing was amazing, although. I- I think a lot of people use Google Maps. I think the whole thing was wonderful. And then and then a bit like Instagram and a bit like me, I don't do Facebook or LinkedIn, but certainly Instagram is too addictive. I think I've become too addicted to it. And I feel now slightly negative towards car play. And I'm trying to cold turkey off the bloody thing because when you start looking at a car, like I did with that beautiful Alpina, it's lovely that it's got, Clear glass, it's lovely that it's the Alpina Green, it's stickers. I debadged it, but then I was obsessed with has it got CarPlay? Would I buy the car if it didn't have CarPlay? And now I'm starting to think about converting cars that don't have CarPlay. These thousand yeah. quid additional units that you go down to the wonderful people at Auto Audio and they they stick a CarPlay unit in your car. And then I was thinking, actually, it's Bloody annoying! This car play Have have they made it too addictive? Can we tolerate it? Has it made OEM sat navs redundant? Yes. Someone said to me the other day they went to Porsche and they got picked up for their factory visit and they were going to go and do their PTS thing and spend you know another fifty grand on an ST over list and you get picked up from the factory. We've all, some of us, have been lucky to have that. And there it is, the brand new Panamera. GT sausage that he's parked outside of the airport and he's got CarPlay. He's not using, he's an employee of Porsche, and he's not using the sat nav that Porsche have diligently spent hundreds of millions of pounds created. So I think CarPlay is a worry to me. That's my problem with CarPlay. Interesting.
5: Does Interesting. the Alpina have it?
3: I had to pay 250 quid. It was in the car. This is the most ridiculous thing. It was in the car, but it wasn't enabled, and oh. you had to pay BMW and enable Apple fee. CarPlay. Or I think I did some That's
2: a bit like Chris Cooper's sense of humor.
3: You <laughs> had to take it to you BMW. Have to it. You,
2: have to go, here you go here. Out you come. Out you come. I had to go to It's, BMW there, it's
5: funnier to in the front. It. I always find. Is that the same, Neil? We were talking about that because BMW put this sort of paying two pounds a month to have heated seats. So they've done the same thing.
3: No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. I think my car's an 18 plate. I think the later cars have got all the options hidden away and you have to pay them on direct debit or some shit like that. This just had, you had to pay um, some sort of subscription or one off fee, which I had to do because lo, behold, I had a car without bloody car play. But I'm I'm worried about this addiction. I'm worried for uh, you. Hmm. Yeah. And I would I'm, I'm very interested what my colleagues think about that.
5: Yeah. Yep. Well you it's did just, have a win it's... the other day because you did you have upgraded one of your cars with AirPlay or uh CarPlay,
3: uh, yes. The Airplay. Range Rover. Yeah, the Range Rover. And it went off to my lovely Greg at Auto Audio. This was a car that says a 2018 Range Rover, which Auto actually Audio. I saved myself a hundred thousand pounds by installing CarPlay in the Range Rover, which is the previous model, which is in fact exactly the same as the new one, although better because it has buttons. So I've now actually saved ninety nine thousand pounds by installing CarPlay into that car.
4: Yeah, I've I've saved that ninety nine thousand pounds often myself. Yes, <laughs> I,
5: I don't really I don't really use um, <laughs> uh, is it AirPlay or CarPlay? CarPlay. Car, CarPlay. Well, I, evidently I, you don't. I, no, no, well, I, I I don't use it, and I actually quite enjoy the moment of confusion when you get in a new car and realise, right, I need the nav sorted, and especially in a rental car, because it's Do a... Do regular... you
2: really enjoy that, Would you really enjoy getting into an Alfa Romeo and trying to work the sat-nav on it?
5: I haven't been in one of those.
2: <laughs> it's
5: like <saying laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're like rubbing
2: salt on certain glands. I don't well, think... When you get, right. I
5: think the, the best test is when you get into a rental car, isn't it? Because when you get into a rental car, it's like going through... You, I have to go through an airport at speed... And when I get into a rental car, the moment you've turned on, right, I need the nav, I need the seat yep. adjusted, the mirror's adjusted, and I want to leave in about 30 seconds. Yep. It's like a Formula One pit stop. Check. Um, which that's probably where Apple Play would, um, or CarPlay, sorry, would sort me out. But I have to go in and configure it, obviously, from German to English or whatever country I'm in.
2: Can I play I Devil's Most Advocate? Of so,
3: Most of them have CarPlay now. Most of them had CarPlay. They, they
2: do. I play yeah. Devil's Advocate. So Apple CarPlay was probably inevitable isn't it a bit weird that every car maker has their own sat nav it's a bit strange but they Mm -hmm. all go out and spend all this money Mm -hmm. and when a car maker spends money developing some software we pay for it They, they, they don't just give it to us for fun or for free so they all go out and they make effectively the same product to go in their cars i'm sure they're buying the same mapping from the same people there must be a central mapping yeah either apple or google or whoever owns google someone else probably owns a third party owns the data to google maps probably nasa or something, uh, yeah, something like that um, and then once they've done that i don't i don't see why you wouldn't have a sort of proprietary piece of technology that everyone could use because it's not like satnav delivers any great quirks you know, there's no brand values you can't have your brand values speak through your individual satnav you could do people tried to i mean don't forget then tom 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 Got Jeremy Clarkson to do the entire mm-hmm. um, England, didn't they? And and then mm-hmm. they found the BBC said he couldn't do it, so they had they never they could never launch it. Um, I think it works incredibly well in cars as a product. I think it's it's really it's really quite well resolved. And yeah. I, I saw I sent a, a we'll show this now, but I just forwarded something to this group here on our WhatsApp that um, Porsche is the first brand to actually work with Apple CarPlay. I think to have it has its own dashboard now come through uh, the Apple CarPlay. So you'll be able to view what's going on with your vehicle through Apple CarPlay, yep. uh, which which I think is an incredible development. And I, I really do... The, the other thing about Apple CarPlay that has to be acknowledged is you know it's become part of the furniture when it's listed high up on the attributes of a used car. If you yeah, go on to, if you go on to Autotrader now... Apple CarPlay comes like third or fourth, you know. After the yeah. fact it's got wheels and some glass. They're saying yeah. it's got Apple CarPlay because they know is that
4: true also on collecting cars as well?
5: Do they uh, show
2: rated that high uh, out? the have... bo- the boss didn't know what Apple
5: CarPlay was, he's been calling it airplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might change. Monday morning no, just, in the um, office, everyone together.
1: <laughs> I looked, I, I had a little read yesterday on the Apple website. And is it true the next year? when you plug in or Bluetooth your uh, CarPlay, if you've got a digital dashboard, you can actually have an Apple Dash. I mean, can you imagine taking it to that level? I mean, that oh, is could, kind of
2: nuts, not it? I can see, easily see, see, see it see happening. That. Yeah, I can see That's it That's what it says,
1: 2024, you'll be able to configure your car's dashboard as a kind of Apple dashboard, including your, I guess, speedometer, odometer, you name it, it will be there. So what we'll have is, if you think about it, you might well get into your rental car, Edward, if you ever get into AirPlay, and um, you'll find that you can just make every dashboard look like one of... And I bet you can customise it. I mean, that'll be the thing, won't it? You'll hold up your iPad, you'll go, I want a bit smaller this, I want a bigger that.
2: Yeah. I, I, I've i got one other admission to make. My my lovely old knackered GT3 Touring, which is, is long in the long in the leg yeah. now, had Apple CarPlay when it was new, but I I don't like the spoiler going up on 991s from behind. I think it looks very ugly. It's like a panel's fallen off it. So because it's out of warranty and old now, I got my friend in Litchfield to, to find a way through the ECU to stop the spoiler going up. Oh, and uh, this, well, was, I like that. this was quite tricky, but we worked it out. So my car now thinks it's a normal GT3 because a normal GT3 has a fixed wing. So yep. when you start my car, it's got a wing logo on it. So it's a, it's a it's very confused. It's schizophrenic. My car, bless it, and and it it thinks it's not got a a, a a retractable wing, but I lost my Apple CarPlay in the process. I don't know why, but we've we've frazzled the brain and it's gone. You can't have a touring that thinks it's a non-touring that has Apple CarPlay, and I really miss the CarPlay. That like, is I weird. really really miss it because the I, I would is-
3: I would have the spoiler coming up and have the CarPlay. Yeah,
2: because you <sighs> can't, can't see really- the spoiler coming up. I don't like the spoiler coming up. It looks so crap. I agree with you.
3: Only fifty percent of the world and well, UK is fifty percent, probably the world is less uses, uses Apple. So yeah. what about the people if you if you know if you've got a Samsung phone or a Google yeah. phone or there's whatever. an
2: Android, you know, there's an Android equivalent, like there see, is there's yeah, an there Android is, yeah. version as well where you can just use your phone again. Mm, mm, Go on, Chris Cooper's got the finger of truth and justice out. I've never seen Star Wars
4: (laughs) is a modern idiom is a modern idiom to help convey the extraordinary ludicrousness of an individual who has never seen or enjoyed or experienced a thing. I've never used CarPlay. Haven't you? Until this weekend, until this weekend. And I'll tell you what I think about it in a minute. But there are two reasons why that state of affairs exists. The first one is, it's a bit like that thing when somebody says to you, oh, you've got to meet my friend. Oh, you'll love my friend. Oh, he's really, he's great. Everyone loves my friend. He's brilliant. He's really good at his job. He's got such a nice house. Everyone loves him. You think, I won't. And you just think, I'm going to find every reason I can not to like your friend.
3: This is your contrarism again. It's
4: my contrarism again. It's my Mm. sort of scepticism of life. And I think it's a healthy motive and motivation, which is, resulted in this the other reason is and this is a weird one and you can both you kind of touched on it so far there is something about there is something about the sort of the experience of you know a nice land rover or a porsche of Mm, mm. when you when you use the interface it's their interface Mm. and if you've been in another car and you get back into a porsche and you think the graphics and the little porsche badge which shows where the dealer is on the sort of there's something about that, that says, yeah, this is this is my whole experience. But it was just thinking about this question. I thought because Lynn, my wife, uses CarPlay, and I had to admit to her, alongside admitting that I had been out blowing leaves again, I had to admit to her that I hadn't used CarPlay. So we had a tutorial this weekend. It's hmm. quite good, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's really? Uh, good.
3: Had you deliberately avoided
4: it, or it's a really you- good question? I had tried it. I had, if I'm honest, I'd sort of literally tried it for a second. I thought, oh, the maps are the wrong way up and the little sort of rotary thing doesn't, oh, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. Um, and I sort of reconciled myself that my mate's really good friend really was a bit. So I didn't really try it. So this weekend we had a tutorial. And I would have to say, it's quite clever, isn't it? Did um, you
1: just use the sat-nav or did you use- No, I used
4: everything. So thing. we used, um, right. we were, because Lynn came with me this sort of strategy away day thing we had this weekend. For two days down in Cornwall, and um, so one of our sons, Finley, texted on on the way back, mm. and you can press a button and you can hear the text and you can reply. Yep. Who knew? It's did really you use clever. Siri? Did
1: you use Siri? Did you talk to this thing and get it doing what you wanted? I
4: think to? she might have been talking to someone in the car who wasn't me.
3: If you don't need Siri to do the text thing. Replying, it does it automatically. Within- yeah, it's really clever.
4: Uh, and I and sort of the, and the ways thing. The Waze thing where it says there's a Rosa, sorry, a policeman person from the local constabulary. Yes. Ossifer. Somewhere Apple up. Map, the road. By the way, Apple Maps works best on Apple CarPlay, I'm surprised. Does it? Okay. It's brilliant. Apple Maps. Okay, I'm gonna make a note of this.
3: I've got a so- particular problem and addiction with Waze that I actually want to get myself off because I leave work. I leave home very early, 447, leave leave I get up at 447, leave the house 515. I'm putting in ways every morning. To get to Camden for six o seven, yeah, there's never any traffic. But I'm paranoid that the Th- day that I don't do oh, it, the I'm M25 sorry. will be closed.
4: Yeah, so I've got
3: this, I was—I've got this anxiety about the non-ways journey.
4: So I had that anxiety. Oddly enough, I had that anxiety today because I was—I was thinking about because it says, "Well, little there's a little policeman person, little logo. It says policeman mm-hmm. spotted." those sort of camera van things. I thinking, and I know there are camera vans on the A30 a lot, and there weren't any little camera, little policeman person logos on the little journey thing. And I thought, there must be. Is it working? I sort of tapped the screen. Is it working? And I thought about my colleague thinking, those who would use this facility, they would never get stopped for speeding. They would never have that problem with, you know, points or anything on their licences. Never. So I was a bit, never. So I was a bit worried that it wasn't working. So I think you can get hypnotized by, yes, but there might be one there. So I can sort of see, I can see through you, Neil. And I often find this, I can see through you, my future.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm planning to have a month off in the run-up to Christmas.
4: When, sorry, okay, a month off for The whole
3: of December, I may not use CarPlay.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna have a month off in January, right, okay. I thought you'd better have a month off work. I was, how, how do you do
3: that?
2: not in there's no uh. way you i'm sorry neil i I want to support you in this but there's no way you can have a month off
3: no not Um, car play no i think it's it's difficult yeah
5: it's there Uh, this is one for another podcast uh chris but you mentioned tom tom there we should talk about technologies that have come in that are now redundant in the uh, automotive world
2: traffic master do you remember traffic master i used to
5: like traffic master you could speak to someone Traffic
4: yeah.
2: Master. I used to love that.
4: Mm. Yeah, I
2: um, yeah. okay. Well, have, have anyone else got anything to add on CarPlay?
4: Well, I, I, I'm converted. I'm evangelical now. Oh, yeah, it's
2: brilliant. Have you got it in your Panamera?
4: Yeah, yeah. There's a button you, there and everything. But you've now never know used it's, it. It's going to be the smudgiest, smudged bit on the screen now.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, there you go. Apple Car AirPlay, whatever Edward calls <laughs> it, uh, is a is a fantastic invention. Now, moving on uh what is the happiest looking car now there aren't that many happy looking cars and to be really really cruel i'm going to go first cuz i suspect all of you are going to say the same one as me <laughs> so but we'll be happy for you that like a frog eyed sprite i'm choosing that cuz whenever oh, i see no. one going towards me i just think to myself <laughs> That's got the happiest face, it's got the happiest eyes, and it's a really happy little car. In fact, I will have a Frog-Eyed Sprite in the next two years because I think they're flipping marvellous little things. Um, I'm now going to offer this this to Edward Lovett. What's the happiest-looking car? Google agrees with you, Christopher. Google agrees
5: with you. Um, That is obviously the obvious one, and I have got that written down. And uh, I'm not going to say the second one because someone else might come up with that one as well. So... I'm going to say bubble cars. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Bubble yeah. cars. Yeah. They that's are, they, they, well, the, the happiness is the happiness in the car or the fact that you can really see the driver or passenger.
3: I
4: think, I that,
5: think it's I think, in the shape. It's a yeah. the that's shape. Cute. Yeah. 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 I did see there's a couple of those Microlinos driving around London now, which is made by mm. the same company that do the micro scooters that all the kids. Yeah, around with to school, um, and they're a fun little thing. They, I follow, they I follow, follow to...
2: them on Instagram. I, th- I, I I quite like one of those. Do I you reckon they could
5: to... get up uh, the the Clifton Hill?
2: No, oh, I'm not sure, especially Park not with Street. me in at the moment. No, but uh, yeah, but that... I I I do like the look of that thing. It's clever. Is it, it is three cool. wheel
5: or four wheels? That thing four. Uh, I... It, well, there's two small ones on the back, I okay. think. Once, yeah.
2: the, uh, two the original on the
5: bubble
4: cars. You'd have to be happy if somebody come along and chopped one of your wheels off, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean... It's that or despair.
2: Okay, yeah. so Edward's got
4: bubble one. cars. Chris Cooper, what are you going to have? Um... It's got to be Lightning McQueen, hasn't it? He was happy. Yes. Oh, that's a good but,
2: one. That's
5: a good one. do well, not, a not serious don't want to answer, break to this. I, I think... need to break this
2: too softly, Chris. I need to break this too softly. It's not a real car.
5: No, but Porsche, car made, Porsche made the night... No, who was Lightning McQueen's girlfriend? Sally. 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 Yeah. They made so, Sally Porsche. I did. actually
4: think... I talked to the boys about this, and they said Mark 1 MX-5 is a happy-looking car. It is. With yeah, the headlights definitely. up. Lovely now. headlights, up, oh. headlights and up. And I think yeah. both... There's, there's an advert I saw again. Uh, it was a mid-late 90s advert. A Christmas thing that probably British Leyland or BL did. Minis have feelings too. Yeah. Yeah. A little little sort of heart-shaped sort of shape in the snow and went boop, a little kiss. And I think the R50 Mini, the BMW Mini, is a happy-looking car.
2: Would you agree, as a a Mini aficionado, Chris, sorry to interrupt, would you agree that the original shape Mini, depending on its age and its grill shape it's 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 happiness can change like a moustache bill is a bit down at the corners of the mouth a bit moo it is the other ones are a bit pointier it all depends on the corner of the mouth doesn't it it
4: does it depends on that little sort of like trim bit and i somebody will tell us whether that's sort of the early mark one or later one yeah my one hasn't got it and i think it's all the happier for it good Yes. yes So yeah, those are my happy cars.
2: I want. I'm trying to be enduring and connect my two parts of my life. I once told a girlfriend that she had a moustache like a Mark One Mini, but it didn't go down very well. <laughs> no, managed. Um What would you What would you say is a happy looking car?
1: It's funny. I I'd, uh, I'd written down Sprint MX Five. Um, I think the Citroen Diane is quite happy looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Hindustan Ambassador is a very happy-looking happy yeah. car. You know the yeah. Morris Oxford? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Mouth, big eyes. But here is my happiest-looking car. And it is a... Sorry, let me just... I want to put this picture up. Uh, who recognises this? That's,
2: oh, that's, a route, that's a Renault That's a Renault Gordini. Exactly,
1: the Renault Dauphin. Don't that's such opinion. a happy looking car
2: yeah that's a happy I mean, you know what guy what
1: makes it look so happy is the
2: that's engine as, the that's engine's as happy in the back
1: so it's one of one of the happy looking cars without having a mouth Yes, that's, that's as, as happy
4: as those as that thing you see on instagram or tiktok of the dogs bounce around with that song yeah it's a happy hap, happy that's as happy as that is <laughs> and in thinking about things that you you i remember once Monkey telling one of the girlfriends of my now wife that she reminded me of Orinoco from the Wombles.
3: Yes. Oh,
4: she did though. In bed.
3: Of your well, just
4: no, no, just we're out somewhere with with her and some friends, and she, and I said you remind me of somebody, and because I'm a bit you know weird and on that spectrum, I said I've got it. It's Orinoco from the Wombles. She didn't find that funny either. In fact, Lynn will be cringing when I remind her of this story.
2: It's amazing that he went on to marry her.
4: Yeah, yeah, yes. So no, a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, I can't remember what her name was now, apart from Orinoco.
2: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so I think that's that. Dauphin is a happy little chap. It is. In fact, when you think about it, a lot of the small European cars, particularly French and Italian, from the late fifties through to the mid sixties, are happy. A chink, an original Cinquecento is a happy little chap. It
4: had it? to be happy because it was that period of rebuilding after the war and sort of start of optimism that we might there might be happy times ahead so i just think people felt happy and drew happy
2: no clifford and i
4: think
1: happy cars a, happy, happy cars car? are li-
2: little cars they're all little cars happy yeah, yeah. cars little little is friendly no clifford what's you going to choose
3: you're all bloody wrong
2: oh here Oops. we go <laughs>
3: It's all about the eyes, right? I think we're concluding it's all about the eyes. And I think that the circular big eyes, big eyes equals happiness. It's it's the original beetle, for God's sake. Surely that's the happy. I mean, I know it, in history, it didn't really start in a happy place. Yeah, let's, let's certainly let's examine that, shall we? Maybe not happy, but the beetle. I, just, I say
1: that's why I vetoed that. I mean, I, it is happy, but it. Its origins are maybe not so... No, active.
3: but, you know, you, we, we can't go back and study broader history. We're just here to talk about cars, right? And I just spent a week in Mexico, and there are millions of beetles because, of course, yeah. they were made in Mexico as well. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. And every time, every time you see one, whether it be a new-looking one or an old one or a rusty one, it just brings joy to your face, because those big eyes... Yeah. So I think it's the original Beetle. And in fact, even the new Beetle, not the not the third one, because the third one all went a bit golfy, didn't it? But the the original new Beetle, yes. where the front is the same as the back. Yeah. That's super cute. That's a yeah, super under- I'll give you that.
4: I'll give you that. And yeah. and uh, Herbie. What do you think of Herbie, Neil? Is he Herbie's Jack? cool?
3: I've never really engaged in the Her- Her- Herbie movies. No. What number yeah. was
5: Herbie? Can you remember? 53. 53? 51. 51. 53. 53. 53, 53, 53 I think. 53.
3: No, changing. it never. I should have got me, really. <laughs> Edmund I never...
2: just did a brilliant impression of the two doctors on that Harry Edmund, 50, 50, 51, 51, 52, 44, 45. 45, 45, 45, 45 <laughs> right, 45. <laughs> um, terrible year. <laughs> 40, I'm surprised,
3: years. Mr. Harris, you haven't gone to CV.
2: Yes, you see but my problem with the two c v is i love I love them, but they've got a bit of a beak they've got a bit of the, the that's not it's not aggressive looking, but it's not cuddleable to me whereas I think I think a lot of the cars you guys have all mentioned make me want to walk up to them and just hug them well, it's not it's- a
3: camel's toe.
2: That's, no, that's different. That's yes. That's, I think you'll find that's the female. That's, a, that's the later in the evening podcast we're going to do. Here. We've yes. all been
5: very well behaved and and put something forward that's the happiest looking car. Imagine if you're a vehicle designer and you were told from the board, we want you to build the happiest looking. They car. They
3: should. That's what they should do. Yeah.
5: What they should be, doing. Should be doing, oh, doing. Hang on a minute. Let me let that when that's happened. Let me show you a photo that I found. I it. It's fifty-three. On the line. It's fifty-three. How good are we? Look yeah. at this. That, that's what happens when you ask the, <laughs> the, when the instructions come from the board. <laughs> what is that? I i, I couldn't a even find what it was called.
3: <laughs> I think they should design happy cars. You'd maybe that's, buy them. No, no, but, yeah, no, but on, like...
5: no, but on a second, a car, the happiest looking car or the car that makes you or the pedestrian uh, feel happy. That's a different yeah. question.
4: That thing there, Edward, that reminds me of the, the clown's face. Outside I'm smiling,
2: inside I'm sad. That's mm. <laughs> <I> a <mean>, sad <laughs> car. The, the clown face reminds us that that if you draw a deliberately smiley face, it can be sinister.
4: Yes, exactly.
2: There's a, there's a danger that, that yeah. lurks there. Yeah. Yes.
5: Right, so there That's we true, go. Yeah. It's
2: all about the frog-eyed sprite. And That's a good call, brave, actually. Neil very, very bravely cited the beetle, and we'll let him have that one. 1st of the generation
5: BMW minis, that was a happy car. Oh, that's,
2: that's true. Chris Cooper's R50, already yeah. that.
3: he,
4: he, would you you need would to you have that. a deep would you have a debumpered frog eye sprite or a bumpered one? I think you'd have a debumpered one. De-bumpered. Oh, I'd have a
2: bumpered one. I think they look a bit I think they look a little bit like um someone without a chin. With they're missing a chin if they don't have a front bumper. Mm,
3: okay.
4: I I oh,
2: think that one. is a
3: great car I'm to acquire a frog eye sprite.
2: Oh, I'd love one of those. Fantastic. Lovely. Just go go and find some, some tall hedged country lanes and stop and have impromptu picnics and go scrumping in people's <coughs> orchards. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh right. Um. What gentleman's toilet. Yes. Saloon. What this is the imaginary downstairs bog. Every man wants to have their own throne downstairs, and you can put whatever you want in it. Your photos of your friends, of your conquests, anything. But you've got to have one piece of a cut of a car in your perfect perfect downstairs toilet. What piece of a car is it? What does it do in there? It doesn't have to do anything, but what does it do in there? And what is it? So uh, I'm going to go straight to Edward, who's going to tell us about his imaginary downstairs shitter. <clears throat> I think
5: I've gone in a slightly different direction. (laughs) Did
4: you read (laughs) any of this, Edward? I did. I I I
5: have. I've gone a slight. I've been. Bear in mind, these topics came out last night. It is the weekend. We're filming on a Sunday afternoon evening, um, and I've been with my three children all weekend. So I've 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 scrabbled to do this anyway. My Hmm. downstairs loo. It's got three things from a car, not one thing. I hope that's OK, but uh, Chris Cooper uh, has made it very clear we can break the rules.
2: Just before you start, you said yesterday evening. I sent them at 2.15 yesterday afternoon. Yeah yeah well,
5: that's well it's the yeah. same 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 so um central locking is the uh the first thing because because oh, yeah. obviously if you've popped in to do a number one then you can keep the door unlocked but uh, if that Machine. changes you want to lock it and if you're too far from oh, door, i see where you've gone with this it's a good interpretation it's a good it interpretation, a good interpretation. Yeah. I like you, need, you need central yeah. locking yeah with that You also need a sunroof. So I've also got a sunroof (laughs) in Because uh, obviously, once you've locked it, you might need to
2: air. (laughs) This is is a much better way of answering the question. I've
5: got a sunroof. And then then finally, probably under the sink, I've got a glove box for my at mincing cars.
2: Wonderful. Oh, brilliant. Right. Well, I hope I wish, I wish everyone would interpret these, these these topics in that way. That was marvelous. Uh, Neil Clifford.
3: I've finally found a use for a fucking cup holder. Ah! <laughs> They're gonna hold the bog roll. Yeah. Right. A Porsche 9 whatever 991 probably the 991 cup holders are probably the best cup holders actually but they are the redundant cup holders will be stripped from any car possible that i would yeah. never use such a awful item and i would create bog roll holders onto the wall of That's numerous a different right there yes
2: exactly oh we've just we've just We've killed two birds at one stone on
4: fire. now. Fire. Would you would you deal. have a little sort of cassette thing that went into the bog wall? So that because otherwise you might get up from business and yes. knock it off the wall. So I think a little sort of cassette thing would be.
3: Maybe. I'm always confused which way round the toilet roll should roll. Should it be forward. rolled forward, forward? Isn't it forward? forward. forward. I always thought it was the, the other way round. Didn't
2: somebody explain to me why it should be forwards? Is that just a little bit of OCD or is that...
3: No, because I always sure. thought it rolled from the back. Yeah. But it isn't. It actually is forwards. Forward. You can tear
5: it. I'm not sure there's any rules to this, Neil. I think whatever makes you feel most comfortable. I think it's...
3: I, I get told off for doing it the wrong way.
2: Yeah. And anyone that's just joined us at that moment, Neil Clifford is talking about toilet roll, nothing else. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's an interesting question. I, mm. I have to say, I think it's aesthetically forwards. But my OCD... Is backwards. ...preferred the one where it's sort of to, against the wall. Why? Because it looks neater. It looks it's less disruptive. Neater. Yeah, less disruptive. You see, I, I think that's... Yeah, no, other way around. I think that's that yeah. better, no. Yes, Yeah, so do I. I'm with Neil. Mm it's it harder for the
5: hotelier though for the uh for the ladies in the hotel rooms ladies and gentlemen if you're trying to make the uh do the the, the little cross or the yep. arrow you know the, if arrow. You're doing it the other way it's not going to work is it
4: well you can do the arrow in both ways you can do the arrow both ways. you'd have to fold it against itself from behind <laughs> monkey yeah. yeah god's sake
3: so cup holders, just, holders perfect you, if you just
4: leave him two minutes without talking. For those of you who
1: are only listening,
2: demonstrated <laughs> the
1: undemonstratable. Fortunately, fully closed.
2: Really good. Look at that. The good neck position. Were you Look just looking
1: at the camera?
2: Just- are you,
5: you go, do you go under the carriage?
3: <laughs> yeah, let's
2: let's be careful on that one. <laughs> Oh my. Right. God. So, um, Edward Lovett, a good interpretation. Neil yeah. Clifford, another, another brilliantly bizarre interpretation. Manish, will you answer the question as I posed it, please? I really can't. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went down the Ed Lovett category. I thought, if I can use a bit of a car to do something, okay. like, you know what I it's But It's good. Off so you go. My serious one was that I would like a Kuntash exhaust muffler fashioned into my flush. Yes. And what I want is I want the gear stick from it, including the sixth gate, to actually be the flush. Well,
4: and would oh. that be for different levels of flush? Would sort exactly. of first gear so you be would gate
1: one for a wee and obviously gate two, you put it into second gear but...
4: and fifth gear would be, you know, if, a if bit of a heavy, a bit of a heavy night. Or,
2: uh, given dinner, given that given the manager's a medical man, one is a wee, and number two is for motion.
1: For emotion, for emotion, about emotion. And then I just thought. <clears throat> You could have two little mini spotlights overhead, overhead couldn't you? You go into your loo, switch it on. You just literally light yourself in this beautiful
4: little... So you'd have a Corello or a Sibby Oscar or some... So
2: when a gentleman... Oh, we in... would have a KC Daylight or a Corsi Words. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> you'd I have all like, three.
1: Would you? Not that I smoke, not that I smoke, but actually I thought it would be quite cool to have something like a Mulzane. Cigar ashtray just just to the right, in case yeah. you did while you're reading Private Eye yeah. on Sunday morning. Actually, now <laughs> i God? found
4: now I found Why? CarPlay. I think I'm going to try a cigar in the gentleman's loo downstairs as well.
3: Smoking Gold, on the yeah. ball, that's pretty niche, isn't it? <laughs> God, is yeah.
2: Niche.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um uh Chris Cooper, what do you got? So
4: have? there's a there's a I'm I'm kind of with the guys on this one. I think there's particularly if we're in Manish's fifth gear, you're going to need a powerful extractor. So I think I'd have um, a Rotax 100cc cart engine driven extractor fan or one of those beautiful miniature V12 engines that that bloke made at one quarter scale Ferrari 312 whatever a few years ago. Mm. And you'd have it behind, you couldn't have the thing there, it'd be too bloody noisy. You'd have it behind a glass screen and so semi-soundproof. So you could still hear the whole thing.
2: So it'd and, look like a dino room from your from your toilet. It would
4: exactly look like a dino room. And you'd have you would have the little key thing, and you'd have a throttle mechanism. And depending on whether the gentleman was standing or sitting, you'd have to have different throttle mechanisms. But you Just could be, be clear, sitting there so on you, the
2: You specified that you were at Manish's gear five and we're still standing up. This does seem medieval.
4: Yeah, you know, (laughs) sometimes sometimes there's only just enough time. Okay. So
2: you'd have a thought. So
4: as one was completing the motion uh, and we'd retrieved from the Porsche cup holder uh, Neil's beautifully presented loo paper. um, Exactly. You'd just turn around and just turn the key to the starting position, give a couple of blips of the throttle and the Rotax racing car engine or the V12 miniature would fire up and would be just sucking all of the air out and you could just give it a bap, bap, bap. And nice. you could feel the induction playing around your naked lower hmm. legs.
5: I think that'd be nice. wonderful. Nice.
1: I think you might die of hypoxia. No,
5: because it'd be like It's going to be like Bang Bang when he makes the haircutting machine.
2: We're going <laughs> to be perfect. Arthur oh, oh, like, do you know? <laughs> Yeah. Was, would you would you use a generous uh, oil to fuel mixture in that in that two stroke or would you go skinny on it?
4: I think you'd probably I think you'd lean it off a bit. I think you'd really really want
2: full power. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Engine life can go go hell go to hell, can't it? Just yes. a rebuild. It's just a <laughs> rebuild. Right. right. This has got completely out of control. When I answer my own question, you realise how utterly mand- mundane the question was in the first place. So I'm a big fan. I, I like, I don't like trendy toilets. So I, I think I like a good old, I like a toilet like that I had at school. Good old fashioned toilet. I like a cistern. So I don't like them when they've got, that when they're hidden behind boards and you've, got, and you've got a horizontal, so you've got a vertical button thing to push. I don't like, oh, like that. It's just going like, to go wrong. I want a cistern and a handle yep. for me. And I've always thought, yes, it's an embarrassing admission, I've always thought that the cistern top was the bit that would be easy to replace and make Make it with something from the car world, and I can't think of anything better than having a good old fashioned bit of Armitage shanks from the fifties. And you take the cistern top off, and it's an Alpha twin cam head just sitting oh, there. Oh, nice. nice! That's a really good I like
3: that idea.
4: Red
2: writing. I just that yeah. would suit me. That would be the centerpiece of my gentleman's throne room. And I've it's nothing like as amusing as your answers. All of you, are quite brilliant today. Theatrical, even really, really good. Especially you, Elav. but really good. great work. Yeah. Um, here we go.
4: But there's car, a business. There's a business in yours. There's, there is a shop on Fulham Road or somewhere in the posh end of town where Edward lives that some bloke now is running to the local scrapyard find, trying to find V6 heads from an alpha. I'm
2: sure it's not that shop in the Harry Enfield episodes. Oh, no, sorry, I saw you coming. What's that oh, called? that's wank. very good, yeah. Oh, I saw wank. you
4: coming, yeah. yeah. <laughs> More than <the>
2: wank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wank. That's good, yeah. Um, car key rings, key fobs. Ooh. I think... I think these are dying because the car key has become something the size of a telephone, uh, and and actually the fob is something that's forgotten now because you don't need it to locate where your keys are because the thing's so big in your pocket anyway. Um, but I love a car keyring. I, I I love what they stand for. I love the fact they they were recycled. I love the what I love the way people who've got multiple cars treat car keyrings and the importance they attach to them. They're just nice bits of innocent jewelry. Um, what do you think, Manish? So I
1: had to do a teeny bit of Googling here. And um, of course, you're absolutely right. The, the beauty was in the design and the size. They were they were just so fantastically innocuous. It was almost as if only you knew. And they weren't the kind of thing you'd get in a Harry Enfield chair where you'd slap it on a bar and say, I drive at this because the girl will be squinting. And now it really is. It's a, it's a Yorkie bar, isn't it? You walk around with. But worse I've seen the kind of um car key rings that people can buy. I've seen some of the stuff that's out there from Formula 1 cars sort of naf pseudo Mercedes car key rings and I think so I think aesthetically the one that actually did it for me I found a beautiful um, it was an Alfa Romeo car key ring just just beautifully round like the old alphabet. I mean can't be it's not even an inch in diameter. I would say it's something like three quarters of an inch in diameter. I can just imagine that with your sort of 1960s, 70s alpha, have to be a nice look. Even if you had a Montreal, you'd have this teeny tiny key ring, about nine links, and you would know what it was. So um, modern car key rings, anything that you can buy off market, but anything you could buy from the 70s, 60s, 50s, I'm in.
2: I uh, would love it. I bet you don't care about these things at all, do you? Oh, oh, oh you. There we go yeah.
5: That's the uh, So the kids uh, school photo This is the only key. This is the only thing That has stayed with all my keys I was given this at the um, Retromobile About 20 years ago And this is the bolt That holds the piston On the crankshaft of a Ferrari Formula 1 car And Ooh. used awesome. In a race that, that, uh, I've had got that, and then my wife, who is from Hong Kong, gives me a piece of jade to protect me from all evil things.
3: Oh, nice!
5: So, I, go. I, I, I like that. I like looks like
3: it. a tiny,
1: tiny sex toy, if I might say.
5: Uh, no, well, it, it's it's not, it's um, it's uh, something uh, significant. Oh. From, I have to Hong say, Edward, you're on very
4: good form this
5: evening. Well, thank nice you. Uh, these are my office keys, by the way, which weigh, way... <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my car keys so yeah, I see that's the problem, a problem. It? Yeah. But I, I I love something that that goes from keyring to keyring with your either your favorite car, and, and obviously being a car dealer, uh, you give people uh, you know a brand new BMW fob with, and we used to have our telephone number in the back of it. But actually, to dissemble those in front of the salesman and put on your only important mm-hmm. keyring is quite a nice thing in front of them.
1: We always rent the same car from the same car company when we go to Tobago. And whenever he meets us at the airport, he always gives us a little Trinidadian flag. It's, it, it is exactly that. It's, it's three quarters of an inch in length, half an inch wide. And we've got 40 of them. So I will be giving them that <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that. No, Clifford, yeah. you love everything about cars. You love the detail of cars. Have we found the one thing you don't care about? I don't like
3: key rings. Yes! <laughs> I think they're. I think they're superfluous. I don't. I can't see the point of them. I don't That's like the word. I don't like them. I think the the only things that I can tolerate is if it came with the car from new and it's the badge of the brand. You know, I I adore our friend Matthew Beard, but if you buy a car from Dick Lovett, you get this bloody black leather thing that gets attached to the car that's got Dick Lovett written on. And it's very generous of him. And it makes me an espresso. And, you know, he's the loveliest car salesman in the United Kingdom. But the minute I get in the car, I take it off. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. I don't like anything. There you go. Actually, I've stupidly, wrongly decided sometimes, you know, you're at the Porsche factory and you go to that shop the museum shop and they've got all those little key rings made out of all the old fabric from the 70. And you're look at that. It's amazing. And you buy about three of them and you get them home and you're like, what the fuck did I buy that for? I don't even like it. I'm not putting that on a key. So I don't, I don't like key rings. I think the key is enough unless it's a very simple, simple brand badge of the Porsche or as Manish says, the Alfa Romeo. And and that's that's it. Anything more snazzy, I don't like.
1: Neil, wow. did you know that? App, I think Apple Play are a, they've got something that's it's either pro, prototypical or it's actually out there. But they're going to replace your car key with this thing to start
3: with. They're not. They're not going to. No, they're either. not.
1: I thought it. I thought they were. And it says that it works for six hours, even if your phone runs out of charge.
4: They can have my key. They can take it from my cold dead hand. There we go. So, Chris Cooper, a key ring. So, well, I I discussed this with Lynn last night at this dinner we were at, and she said, you hate key rings. And I said, it's quite strong. And she said, you do, because every time a new car, hers or mine, arrives, the first thing you do is take the key ring off the key.
3: Take it off, yeah.
4: Take it off. Um, Because the key's big enough, and maybe because I'm dyspraxic or something, metal things. Dyspraxic people don't like metal things in their hands and pockets. So it's just too much metal in your pocket. And I don't like that. But, but, there's something lovely about that little drawer in the study where all of these discarded key rings still live long after the car has disappeared. And it's a little happy reminder. So Prophets of Gerard's Cross...
2: Yeah.
4: Rivervale of Brighton. Yeah. Hughes of Beaconsfield. Yeah. He's sort of slightly, actually, they're not tatty. They're completely pristine because they've sat in there since the day that the car arrived and long after it went. So I kind of like the nostalgia and that little sort of happy moment of seeing the prophets of Gerard's cross.
3: Hmm.
4: Where I got when we we'll talk about this later on sometime, aren't we? About sort of the cars that have just got under our skin. There was a E39 540 that I got from Prophets of Gerard Cross, now Sittner of High Wickham, I think, isn't it? Um, and I quite like that, but the idea of a key ring and those things where there's a little carabinian, and you clip it onto your belt loop of your trout. No, no. So just the key, just the key, not even the little extra circle thing, the little sort of spring, no, just the key and a draw in the study with all of these old dealer identities, particularly the ones that don't exist anymore. That's where they should stay. Mm.
2: Good God! I thought I was going to find some more positivity here, but I really am struggling. <laughs> um, I love a keyring, uh, and I've, I've got one quirk of keyrings, and that is for any number of vehicles. When I have multiple vehicles uh, uh, in my in my um, ownership, I will swap the keyrings round so that the cheapest car has the keyring from the most expensive car always. So if oh. I have a if I have a Ferrari, then the Ferrari keyring always goes with the two CV key, and the two CV keyring or the shittest keyring always goes with my with my best car. So my my nine nine one uh, key normally has a fake bottle opener that's got a Reno a Reno Fuego hologram underneath. Oh, uh, so I I like. I, but I do like them, and I, I also I think Chris is right. He's probably as ever. He's he's just reminded me what it is I like about them. I do have a box full of them, but they have keys attached to them. And I've yeah, I I got that- the, the key I never gave back attached to them. Yeah. But yes, no, I have I have the keys and the key rings. But what I do is when I open that box to get something out, I never just open it and take one key out and put the lid back on again. I'm there for a long time, exactly. And I'm, and I'm reminded of stories. But I do I do like having. A, the key ring on the key I like feeling into my pocket and there's one key fob that I just I, I love of all, of all others I, I, I do I still love a G Series Porsche with the old key with the light button on it when oh, you yeah. yeah. expensive one you got the leather pouch remember the pouch yeah I never had one of those but I would have loved one of those that's nice you that can buy true. them at the Porsche shop can you yeah but that's uh, not original it's different
5: quality leather the, the yeah, 959 had the pouch they were soft yeah, yeah. very soft. There's
2: one key fob, and it's a brand that's been mentioned so much recently. It's Alpina. If you bought an Alpina in the 90s or noughties, in in a really beautiful, beautiful nod to the fact that Alpina was effectively a BMW, but but with more beauty and care attached to it. The key the BMW key fob was removed, and what they gave you was something that was exactly yeah. the same diameter, but it was thinner and it was made of a beautiful Nappa leather that was soft. And waxy, and it had an Alpina, yeah, the Alpina logo. Some of those were stunning. Oh, oh, stunning. Yeah, that's a good one. But that's—I'm talking about the actual key fob. I
4: know. i was just trying to find and one. It, I'm, I'm my, I've, I've, and one.
2: my Alpina key fob uh, sits on the law—it's on the lawnmower key because it's probably a nice. One I've got. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. But, okay. But I, but I just—I remember when I first had one of those in my hand, thinking, "Oh, this is." It's lovely. And I suppose also it's a, it's a, the key. We've talked about key design, but the key fob was another way for the car maker to remind you yeah. of how it's special it wanted to make you feel. Yeah. And if it was of a very high quality material or, or it's interesting or, or felt different in your pocket, I, I like the effort that gone into it. And I'm so sad that my fellow addicts, not all of you, can see the joy in these things. Neil Clifford's actually switched off. And, Neil, wake up.
3: No 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 I am just trying to ignite my excitement for key fobs. Yeah. yeah. There must uh, be the something idea. in there. I bet somewhere. you've
2: got I bet you've got a good hoard of them somewhere. I chuck them away. <laughs> what? Oh.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not yeah, in I'm it not with emotional that. about rings. I just if he must uh, have
5: been so happy when that Aston Martin man decided to just do the little block key that you had to push in the dash you couldn't attach anything to it.
3: I've never had one of those glass
2: emotional control units (laughs) right here we go so um this is a random one but i quite like the idea of it if you had to pick one racing driver to be prime minister who would it be (laughs) manish
1: no um two-part answer i um as you know i'm a massive Senna fan and um a lot of people talked about what would have happened if he'd have lived and lived beyond a motor racing career. And there was much speculation that he would have been a future president of Brazil. Mm-hmm. And it was on the basis of kind of you know all the all the qualities he had um, as a racing driver. he, of course, he could be phenomenally selfish, which you kind of need to be for your country. He was very bright. He could bring a team together. He had enormous integrity. He had a kind of righteous anger. You know, these are all fantastic qualities, I think, in in leaders. And also, the the, the big thing he had was enormous compassion, huge empathy. Because I think that's the thing that's often really missing in leaders. You know, somebody could be of different class to you, different sex, have completely different educational background, different skill set. But I think what great leaders had an ability to do was to empathize with their, with their electorate. And the final thing that I think, I mean, the great, the great final quality is whether people are of your politics or not. It's the idea that you bring people together. That's a really big thing. And I think, you know, really good racing driver, he makes the team come around him. That's what he does, you know, you know and you, you want to stay up all night fixing Senna's engine because, you know, he's going to pay you back in the morning. You know, you're going to, you know, he's so obsessive. You're going to be super obsessive when you do anything on his car. So what he does, is he just elevates the whole team. And I think that's what you really, really need in a great, um, in a great prime minister. And I I was trying to think, you know, it's prime minister you put down here. So I think, you know, you're obviously alluding to who would have been a great, British Prime Minister. And I think it'd be quite tough to argue it'd be somebody like Frost post-Brexit. I mean, that would have been quite an amusing Prime Minister. But I, I was thinking of who, for me, is sort of one of the great British or British Empire drivers, somebody who had all of the qualities I've just described, somebody who could really build a team, somebody who could get people right around him. And... Um, if it was in, I, 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 weirdly, I came up with two Antipodean drivers. I think either Bruce McLaren,
0: yeah,
1: or I think Sir Jack Brabham, yeah. I think they'd have made really awesome, um, prime ministers. I really do, you know, assuming we could get them, uh, pre colonial British passports because, you know, they said of, um, Bruce McLaren, he was the kind of man that everybody would just follow through the desert if he said, let's go. And Jack Brabham, you know, was a man who built a team, but there was something galvanising about him as a human being, just like just like Bruce. You wanted to follow him. So, Prime Minister Brabham or Prime Minister McLaren, for me,
2: I can agree with all of those. And actually, the Prime Minister bit, maybe that was poor. Maybe it should be President. I'm not saying that we have to take someone from another country and insert them uh, to lead the United Kingdom. Uh, so, But but I think all of those answers stand. Um, Ed would love it. No, I, I'm not following Manish. I My answer's
5: ridiculous, but give it to someone else. <laughs> I can right, follow over, Manish. Over to
2: you, Chris Cooper.
4: So I can follow that. David Coulthard. Go on, then. David Coulthard, because he'd actually look... He'd initially look the part. He'd be mm-hmm. good in a suit. Yeah. And he'd look OK at the podium. I had a conversation with Cameron via text yesterday thinking about it. But then he'd open his mouth and he'd just be stupid and silly and funny so I think that was I think we'd need a bit of fun there so um it's a I've taken a slightly different approach you Manish. so but when I when I pulled the string marked David Coulthard no one's ever said that out loud before when I pulled the string marked David Coulthard you get to Eddie Irvin yeah he's lovely you get to Eddie Irvin and uh, for lots of totally random coincidental reasons, I've got lots of Eddie Irvine stories from people who worked with him or lived with him. A mate of mine was his flatmate in Oxford in the late 90s. None of those stories are tellable now here in this medium. But if he was prime minister, he would have made Boris and Silvio Berlusconi look tame and half-hearted and sort of not really trying very hard to be debauched or whatever. There's, he's, he, I think... Eddie, if you're watching this, which I, you won't be, um I think he's I think he still lives in the
3: Bahamas. I think he lives in the Bahamas. I think he's having a little bit more fun than watching this, probably. I think he is having a
4: lot more fun. I was going <laughs> that's exactly right, because my mate Malcolm, who Australian bloke in motor racing, who uh, worked at BAR and then at Jaguar he's now retired back to Australia. Um, he was with him a couple of summers, a couple of Christmases ago. And he said he called me, he said, I'm in the Bahamas, in Eddie's house. And I said, Oh wow, it's amazing. I said, How is he? He said exactly the same as he mm. was 25 years ago. I said, when you say exactly the same, do you mean he's still dating 19-year-old girls? He said, yes, I'm pretty sure he's dating the daughters of the mothers he dated 25 years ago. So I think Eddie as prime minister would be hilarious. But if we had to choose a semi-serious one, and it's, sorry, it's a slightly sort of self, you know, because he's, he's- You a, don't he's have a, to be serious. He's a charm and, and a colleague. And I was with him at this event last night. I was at dinner with him last night. I was talking about this. And he was sat next to me and I said, it's you. It's you, Karun Chanduk, step forward. I think yeah. Karun for PM. There we I, go. I said, I'll be your campaign manager. When it all goes tits up next year,
2: Karun, we're putting you forward. So <laughs> Second
1: Karun. Indian PM. Because that yes. would just
2: be, yeah. uh, then I'll right. start. Edward it I'm putting you on the spot now. Uh, I
5: uh, I'm, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going for a shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy, right. Kimmy, Kimmy, for president. Yeah, that would be brilliant. That'd be brilliant.
2: <laughs> unbelievable. That's Jack. my answer.
5: No context. Move on. Can okay. you imagine Kimmy
1: in Prime Minister's Question Time with his overalls wrapped around his waist, exactly. eating ice cream as Keir Starmer lays it. Yeah, <laughs> He's literally doing this. And what does my right honourable colleague have to say about that? I don't give a shit. No I
2: give don't give a shit. You know, uh, no Clifford.
3: My brilliant dyslexia read this question completely the opposite way round. And I read it. Um, what prime minister would be a great racing driver? <laughs> this is this is much better. Much yeah. better. But, but, but actually, I'm not so sure I've answered it correctly. <laughs> my, you still got it wrong. Right. One of my, my favourite prime ministers, um, my second favourite, let's say, I won't mention the first, is... Um, John Major yeah Yeah. and you know what John Major at the time was sort of ridiculed as not being such a great prime minister because he came you know he went after someone that had been there a long time and was also in my view very good um and he was you know he, he had a bit of a shitty end of the stick frankly but you know what and I'm talking more about prime ministers I'm not sure if this fits the DNA of a racing driver but anyway he was a listener, he had brains, he had low ego, he had integrity, he had honesty, he cared about the country more than himself. Many attributes that, frankly, we could do with with a prime minister nowadays. I'm not so sure that makes a good Formula One driver. But anyway, <laughs> for, for me, John Major is Nigel Mansell. I think they sort of they almost sort of slightly look like...
4: I think they're related.
3: I think they're related. And you know the other thing about John Major, clearly nothing to do with this question whatsoever. When you watch that beautiful, and I make my kids sit down there without their bloody phones for 45 minutes and watch the um, Remembrance Service and then the Prime Minister's come out and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe she was bloody Prime Minister for 10 minutes. And you have all those thoughts. John Major hasn't aged a bit.
2: No. He looked 90 when he was 40. He no, did. but yeah,
3: but that—that's—that's. That's, he did. That's another thing that I struggle with because, of course, when you lose your hair age twenty-two, you're very old, very young. Which actually, John Major didn't lose his hair, so I'm talking about baldness as opposed to John Major. Now I'm going really off-piste, but suddenly, when you become old, people don't think you're old anymore because you've looked the same from your twenties. It's yeah. quite fascinating.
4: Yeah, because he yeah. ran away from the circus to be an accountant, didn't he?
3: You I did. Maybe, well, I'm not so sure we can fit baldness into the podcast questions at some point. Um, but anyway, John Major yep. and Nigel Mansell, maybe that would be a good combo together to run the country. Who's he driving for?
2: Who's Lotus. he driving for, Neil?
3: Oh, Ferrari. It's the, only, it's the only team you want to drive for, isn't it? <laughs>
2: right. So in, in, this is a wonderfully bizarre podcast. In answer to my question, if you had to pick a racing driver to be Prime Minister, who would it be? We've got John Major driving a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so I probably asked this because there's one person who I've always wished ended up in a position of political power, be it through conventional politics or motorsport politics, and it's Ari Vatanen. Yeah. Every time I've heard him speak... Every time, just hearing his voice, I want to. He, I, I'm almost like the Bisto kid. I, I do what he said. I just think he's a man of immense integrity, humanity. Uh, it's, it's the greatest shame for the sport that we love that he was never the president of the FIA. For me, he was. um He's just a really, really. He's a great human being, and I, I just think he would be fantastic in any role of power. Sadly, I think that's passed him by, and he's probably, that, yeah, he probably had enough, and he doesn't want to do it, but. Ari, ever, you wouldn't listen to this, but you, you're the man. Uh, and I wish—I mean, he—he he, he demonstrates some of the qualities that all four of you have mentioned already. He seems to have in spades. He's just a, a remarkable bloke. And also, anyone that could get through that bloody bridge on the Isle of Man in a Manta 400 with a with yeah. a oh. is and a, is, is survived that accident, or was it in a or was yeah. it in a Schoner? I can't remember. Was Manta it Manta 400? Manta 400. Manta 400. Manta 400.
4: And he had that awful accident in the T16 in Argentina Yes. that nearly yeah. did for him. We 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 met him when we were in Motorsport UK when we were doing. We got the two candidates for the current FIA president to come for hustings, and Ari was in the country, so he came along to watch. And I asked him, said, "No chance, I suppose." He said, "No, <laughs> I kind of been there." And he's now very because obviously he and David Richards are obviously because they were they were world champions together. Very good friends, and Ari is, yeah. He's the man. He's He's the man. man.
2: He's the man. Mm -hmm. Right, we're now moving on to Mm -hmm. our two-car garage, uh, which was in the comments section, so someone else had to read it because I don't read the comments. Can I read it? Would you like, yeah, Chris, you read it. Let's hear your dulcet tones. So this
4: is from Adam B7. So Adam, thank you very much. And I like to think that the B7 shows that you are one of us when it comes to Alpina. Alpina. So you are an AM racing driver. Between 30 and 40 years old, you consider yourself quite handy with a front-wheel drive car, but unfortunately not experienced at all in a rear-wheel-driven vehicle. You'd like to learn the art of skidding. So you need something fun to satisfy your front-wheel drive nature, brackets, the French and Japanese make you feel particularly excited and something RWD, rear-wheel drive, to fill that missing gap in your life. One of them must also fit the wife and the child. Budget, 100,000 euros, which
5: this morning equaled 88,000 of our pounds. Oh, so rigorous. Do you mind if I step in? Because I'm going to have to go. Because I have three young yeah. children and my wife has to go to a birthday on a Sunday evening. Edward,
2: give us your choices now.
5: I've gone for a Civic Type R, the latest one, because that's a larger four-door, so that can deal with the family needs and the front-wheel drive. And then I'm going to go for what the king of drifting drives, which is a GT86. Yeah, Nice. The new Mm. one or the old one? Uh, the latest one, the latest yeah, the one.
2: latest one. They're going for overs. They're good news, aren't they? Yeah, They, they are yeah. good news. Good, good drifter, that one. Good drifter. Yeah. Okay, off um, you go, Edward. Bye bye, have bye. To
5: leave, and I'm going. My song is quite quirky this week, but I heard it. It's it's a terrible song, the original one. It's called Prada by Ray, but she's launched a acoustic version this week, and her voice is quite remarkable. Okay, will be in the list. See you all later. Bye
2: bye. Bye bye. Right. He's gone. Go. Go on, get out, Mike. Yeah. He's gone. Right. Um, let's go for uh two-car garage from Chris Cooper.
4: So I think if you're going to become a skidding king, you've got to have a low revving V8, lots of torque.
2: When you say skidding, do you?
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that kind of skidding. Yeah. Okay. Long, long black marks. Yeah. So I think you need a low revving. Easy motion that would leave that long, long mark. Uh, so you need a V eight. So you get yourself one of those. Oh. That is, it's a replica. It's a. I'll say. I'll, we'll put the proper picture up. It's a. It's one of those Hawk replicas yeah. of uh, an AC Cobra two eight nine. It's got a Rover V eight in it, but it's 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 all pucker. And I think short wheelbase, low revving V eight if that doesn't make you a skidding god, I don't know what would, brilliantly. And I think, and I found this, on. I went to collecting cars, as ever, the font of all goodness, and I found that. There you
2: go. Uh, yeah. It's a
4: Sorento so Green, green. A Sorrento Sorento Green 205 GTI. It went for about 20-something thousand a year or so ago. It's got that beautiful green cloth inside. Yeah. So whoever bought that, please let us know and we'll buy it back. Um, so I think Adam B7, you'd have uh, that beautiful um, Hawk AC Ace and a Sorrento Green GTI, and the wife and the child would be very
2: happy with you. Manish, um,
1: front wheel drive. I went on to collecting cars, and I found my favourite Golf, the GTI Edition 30, and you guys had one on there with just 31,000 miles mm. for 12,001 pounds. And I think it's just a yeah. nice car. Yeah, a good
4: five, car. yeah, very good Absolutely car.
1: Be, and I think he'd be quite happy with those front yep. wheel Look at Look at the interior. Look at the, that, yeah, that's that, that so nice. The manual. Wow. And I'm afraid I've read that's a hundred thousand pounds, not a hundred thousand euros. So it's not, sorry, idiot, Adam. but I am I sorry. But, I would go. I don't know how this thing would drift, but I spoke to a friend of mine who races these things. And he just said, You want a rear wheel drive car? You know, I'm a little bit in love with these, but it's the Lotus Exige Cup, the 430. And there was one with five and a half thousand miles for 89,950 pounds. So I'd have been a thousand pounds over. I mean, look at this. You want this?
2: Yeah. Don't you? If, if he can drift that, I'll give him I know he's not
1: going to drift that.
2: I know. That's like that's like the engine's in the wrong place. I know. That's <laughs> like saying I bought an aquarium. I want a fish. Shall I get a great white? Yeah. No, I just all I could see,
1: all I could see in that is I want a rear-wheel drive car to go okay. and track absolutely it. fair enough.
3: Very quick. So, so
2: manager's decided he wants to die the moment it rains. <laughs> uh, Neil Clifford, what would you have?
3: Oh... I would, my favourite front-wheel drive car is a Peugeot 205 GTI yeah. 1.9. And I'd like to, and I don't actually know how much they cost these bloody things. The Tolman one. 120. Oh. How I much? don't know whether they're
4: 80 grand or
3: 50 grand. They're stupid price, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 120, yeah. Okay, well, I, 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 I would
1: 120,000 pounds. Yeah.
3: yeah, and I looked. Yeah, and and so I would I would do a copy of the Tolman, the Clifford. <laughs> Um, mine did have a Clifford sticker, but it was the alarm. Yeah. Yes. But but anyway. I, I always I thought
2: would, that was you. It could have been. And I would, so I'd buy a I really thought, good one. I thought, actually, I thought it was you they were singing about on the Listerine advert. Oh, Clifford! <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: Clifford the big red dog, even. So I would I would buy one for 20 grand, and then I'd spend another 20 grand making it the best one in the world. And but not as good as a Tolman one, but at a fifth of the price. And then I would have, and I'd love to learn how to drift. And one day, Mr. Harris will show me. And I was thinking, what would I do it in? I think it would have to be a V8. Yeah. But I've got to find a thing for the kid and the wife a little bit in this car. So I'd have an M3 E90 V8 yeah. manual yeah. because BMWs are the nicest cars to drive, really, the, in terms of balance, steering. V8 manual. I've saved myself probably 20 or 30 grand so I could get the best versions of both those cars in the world.
2: Good choice. Good um, choice. Good choices here. I can agree with that. I'd say that my BMW M Geek hat on, the E90 series V8s don't have that much torque. And actually, if you want to get them sliding, you've got to be a bit brutal with them. So I'd go for I'd go for the new M2. Uh, I, I, my video is going to be out on, on the site soon on that. Uh, no one likes it. And anything that no one likes makes me like it even more. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, uh, And I it's a fantastic motor car to live with every day. So you get he can get his child in. The missus will be happy. It's got Apple CarPlay, so Neil will be happy. Um, it's a new car, so it's covered by warranty. So actually, you can do all mm. your drift training for the first three years for free. When you do a diff, you can blame that on BMW. So you're yeah. all covered <laughs> on the warranty um and i think it's just it's a fantastic car it really they may
1: not spot things like that when you take it into the camera
2: no. <laughs> no, no they never check no, no, no. No. if you put new check. tires on it a differential doesn't say i've been used hard managed it's case. Yeah. so um i would and the the hatchback is interesting for me because i've nicked i've nicked this m2 because it was list was like 80 odd grand. but i've just paid 61 for it which is very lucky i think yeah um there's what there's the most obvious hatchback is the one that that Manish chose is the Golf GTI, and I'm knocking around in a hundred thousand mile Mark 7 at the moment, and it continues to draw me in. It's just a lovely, lovely motor car, but it's obvious, and I've I've talked about it too much. So something the golf's got to go on the back burner for now. It is the most fun hot hatch that I've driven, it comes from the country that I think is more made more great hot hatches than all than that is France. Uh, it's the McGann RS 280, so it's the last shape they made. Yeah, three hundred with more power and a tro- yeah. and a cup chassis, but those are, have paddles. The two eighty, you could you could buy. It was the last one you could buy as a manual, and it's a really really spectacular motor car. I think Good choice. Fantastic on the road. So for Adam me, would M2 love that. a yeah. McGann RS two eighty. Let's do some quick music before we have to go away. Edward had given us Prada by Ray, but the but uh, I gather the an acoustic, acoustic version. version. So uh, we'll have to listen to that. Uh, Manish, what are you going for?
1: Um, it is Diwali today. Happy Diwali, everyone. Happy Diwali. It's a Bollywood song from the biggest Bollywood movie of 20 years ago, which actually made it out to the UK and did very well. And the song is called Kabikushi Kushi, Kabhi Sometimes happy, sometimes sad. Very beautiful song. sung by Lata Mangeshkar, who was the Indian nightingale. Most beautiful voice.
2: Right, I'm going to shazam that straight away and listen to it. Um, uh, Neil Clifford
3: uh crowded house weather with you oh
1: great great, song for the
3: car singing
1: great song
2: um chris cooper
3: so i wanted something happy
4: uh and it's a bit of a philistines choice but i absolutely love it in the car because this is about music in the car so the song this is the greatest show from the showman
2: oh it's a great song it's a great song also, musicals cars work so well. Musicals oh, they do, so Joseph. Well. I, I,
3: I could do the whole of Joseph all the way to yeah. death. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just yelling. You know when you get there and the windscreens, you think, "What's on the inside of my windscreen?" Oh, that's my spit it's from singing. Me so much. Singing. Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, I do love a, a sporting documentary, right? and I th- I think there are three that are the best. Um, one of them, a man was heavily involved in on on, on this podcast, managed and Senna. But there are two others that stand tall for me. There's, there's "Living with Lions," which is the mm. epic of of the '97 Lions Tour. Yeah, that to South one. Africa, is is extraordinary. And, it's, and it and and "Wonderwall" is is the is the song of that. But that's not my choice for this. This is um, the, the other sports biography that I just cannot get my head round. It's so brilliant. Is "When We Were Kings," which is about the Rumble in the Jungle. Um, and there's a theme tune that runs at the very end of it. Uh, where they just show still pictures, most of them sepia, black and white, of Muhammad Ali's career and also his his just what he achieved as a man. And the song they play to it is a theme tune, "When We Were Kings," and it was by. I have to read it because I don't even know it's by by Brian McNight and Diana King. And it's it's one of those rare tunes that when if you watch it with with the footage that they they used on the film, that can make you laugh and cry at the same time because you 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 feel this immense human being, you feel uplifted, but then you think he's not here anymore and we might not see his like again so When We Were Kings either watch When We Were Kings uh, or just listen to it in your car it's great that's a good one Um, thank you very much for listening to episode 41 of the Collecting Ants podcast Edward Lovett left the room a while ago but we still love him Manish Pandy was there as well Chris Cooper was there as well and Neil Clifford who doesn't like hearing was there as well